The Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands 3KND broadcast from the Kulin Nations. We would like to pay our respects to all Kulin elders, past and present, and those that will be our future elders. We would also like to acknowledge with respect all of the traditional owners from all of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands we broadcast to, and pay respects to all elders from all clans and nations, past, present and future. You're listening to Yarn and Health, brought to you by Vacho on 3KMD, Cool and Deadly. Part of my journey has been around the fact that for me, health isn't just the absence of disease. It's about mind, body, and spirit. It includes not just myself, but my family, my community, my environment, my culture. The challenge of kicking addictions, the challenges of getting fitter, are always better enhanced and more chance of success if we do it together. It's the time. It's our time to make a difference for our communities. Hello and welcome to Yarn and Health, proudly presented by the Peak Body for the health and well-being of Aboriginal people living in Victoria, the Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation, otherwise known as VACHO. And yes, we proudly broadcast right here on Melbourne's only Aboriginal radio station, 3KND, cool and deadly. I'm your host, Dylan Clark, and I'm the radio programmer at VACHO. And as usual, we have a fantastic, massive show lined up for you, Mob, today. It's coming up on Yarning Health, we focus on tackling Indigenous smoking and look at the great work that's happening out at the Dwad Wurrung Elderly and Community Health Services in Portland. Plus, we meet a community champion that has successfully given up smoking and went on to run in the marathon uh, in Uluru as well. So that's looking forward to uh, showcasing that yarn today. And of course, all the deadly music uh, in between to wrap up your Wednesday afternoon. So buckle up. This is Drive Time on 3KND. My name's Dylan Clark and this is Yarn and Health.
Hey there, this is Andrew Blowers, and you're listening to Yarnum Health on 3KND, Cool and Deadly. More men out there, don't be ashamed, young or old, I look after your health.
ways to drink water. Always carry a water bottle with you. It's one of the easiest ways. Yep. yep. If you don't like the taste of your water that comes out of your tap, pop some lemon in it or some frozen watermelon or some other sort of chopped up fruit. It's a really good idea. Get some fruit in there. <laughs> so yeah, that really nice infused flavour but it's not just cordial or a whole lot of sugar. It's just a nice sweet taste. Yep. And always have some jugs of water in the fridge that you go to. I mean, cold, chilled water always tastes better than lukewarm or like room temperature water so get a bottle or a jug of cold water from the fridge on your dinner table so that everybody's drinking water together and just becomes part of your normal family routine and you can find all of these tips too on our website which is www.rethinksugarydrinks.org.au forward slash crew we're the nutrition team from Show. you're listening to garden health on 3k and and remember drink water you mum
Welcome back. You're listening to Yarning Health, proudly brought to you by Vacho on Melbourne's only Aboriginal radio station, 3KND, cool and deadly. For those of you that don't know, Vacho is the peak body for the health and well-being of Aboriginal people living in Victoria, and we advocate for our 30 members across the state. You can check out our website, that is vacho.org.au, or you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well, and we'd love to hear what you think of the show. And uh, just on that as well, uh, on the Facebook and Twitter streams, you can check them out. Uh, check them out later today because there will be um, a little bit of a, a write-up about STI testing week. So this week, uh, the Victorian government has announced that this week is actually STI testing week. Um, so Victorians are being encouraged to visit their GP to get themselves tested um, as they spring into spring. So if you spring into action, go and get yourself checked out, especially if you've had uh, unprotected sex or uh, if you've been using uh, any... Uh, needle syringes or anything like that, uh, sharing needles, or if you've, um, you know, anything like that, feel free to go into uh, VARS even or your local ACO and uh, inquire about an STI test because it is STI testing week this week and uh, we do just want to encourage all the mob out there um, to spring into action this week and get tested for sexually transmitted infections and bloodborne viruses as well. So make sure you are looking after yourselves out there, you mob. So... In early August, uh, Bacho's Public Health and Research Director Louise Lyons and Bacho's Tobacco Coordinator Belinda Donaldson travelled around the Western District running workshops on NRTs. Now, if you don't know what NRTs are, NRTs are actually uh, nicotine replacement therapies. Um, so that's all your patches and your lozenges, um, all those kind of things. So uh, the Louise Lyons and Belinda did a little workshop around the states, uh, around the Western Districts more specifically, um, talking about nicotine replacement Replacement therapy, so um, you know, increasing awareness around the community about how to access some of these um, replacement nicotine replacement therapies that they can access through their local uh, Aboriginal health service. Um, but along the way, while they were there, they met some community champions, and one of those community champions is Kerry Hudson. Now, Kerry gave up smoking, um, and with the support of the tackling Indigenous smoking worker, managed to run uh, a huge marathon in Uluru. Let's have a listen to Kerry's chat with Louise Lyons. I'm sitting here with Kerry Hudson at the Dwell-Barong Elderly and Community Health Service in Portland. And um, Kerry's done an amazing thing, which we're going to talk about during um, the next few minutes. But before we get started on that, I just might ask Kerry a little bit about um, her mob and maybe a bit of history about her family. So, so Kerry, who's your mob? Uh, Mara. Yeah, and my grandmother, Ruth King, Nave Smith, she actually was one of the founding members who started up Do It Run Health Service uh, back in 2000, no, sorry, back in 1993 or two, I think it was, Um, and it was actually called Do It Run Elderly Citizens back then. Yeah. So we've changed 21 years later, 22 years later, we're now a... Fully pledged health service. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And what's your role here, Kerry? Um, at the moment, I work with CCSS, so chronic disease um, and supplementary services, which is part of it's a Medicare item billing virtually. Um, and I'm also doing senior health project officer with Deakin, so it's a collaborative, investigative um, team effort with DWEC and Deakin in Warrnambool, and it's to tackle clinical indicators of chronic disease over time. Yep. So, yeah. That's amazing. Else I'll be 
I'm into at the moment. Yeah. So you're pretty busy. Yes, very busy. <laughs> very busy. And Kerry, I understand that you smoke for a number of years. Yes. So I've been virtually smoker, well, probably since I was 11, 12, something like that. Obviously not full-time or anything, but, yeah, as a teenager. Um, have two children, a 22-year-old boy and a 17-year-old girl, and it's just the time to give up, to kick that butt. Yeah, yeah. So what sort of led you to that decision, do you think? Um, we have this program through DWEC and it's, it's uh, tackling Indigenous smokings and we have a worker here, Edith Fox, who promotes that. Um, when I started back here a year ago, I actually knew about the program, didn't think much of it, but as time had rolled on, there's this device that she uses, a smokalyzer, and you can breathe into it, and it reads and records how much carbon dioxide you have in your system. I had a cigarette one day, and I blew into that machine, and I blew 28, some significant number. And then after a few more months, I started thinking about, you know, that was quite disgusting, that's pretty bad. And um, then I realised, okay, well, let's just try this. But at the same time, there was this marathon thing starting up as well. And the thing was, if, if you could try and give up smoking in three months and do all these criteria selection things on it, you could get a chance to go to Uluru and run in the marathon. I thought it was a joke myself. I really didn't think I'd be able to give up smoking and I really didn't think I'd be able to participate in a marathon either. But I've done both. And, yeah, I'm just, yeah, wrapped... The smokalizer, I actually end up reading numbers like eight, three, one. So yeah, you can see it going down. Can see it going down. Yeah. Can breathe heaps better. Smell. My daughter loves it. You know, as soon as I told her that I'm going to try and give up smoking, she was wrapped. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an amazing achievement. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And Thank you. I guess what you're saying is that. You know, pretty much anyone can if they put their mind to you it. You can, you can. Um, and it wasn't sort of like, oh, I get to go to Uluru and give up smoke. It was more than that. It, it's it's my life I was thinking about. It's my children's life. Um, just everything. The community. You know, we don't start stopping these things that are killing our community, which they are. Chronic disease is really, really bad, as we know. Um, we're just going to keep going down the same track. So we need to stop that. Yeah, and you're a great example yeah. of someone who smoked from a Thank you, thank you. And took that big step. Yeah, and it was hard. It was hard. I actually did struggle in, when I was at Little Rue. I actually did struggle with it. But I had Edith there. I had Brent there as well, who was a person to give up smoking at the same time. And you've just got to keep saying to yourself, 90 seconds is as long as that craving lasts. That's what Brent was saying to me. 90 seconds. Get over that 90 seconds and you'll be right. And I did. And it's, it's, but it is a constant thing you have to keep reminding yourself about. And that was Kerry Hudson talking with Vacho's Louise Lyons about her journey giving up the cigarettes. And we'll have a little bit more from that yarn a little later in the show. This is Yarning Health presented by Vacho. She says she likes my watch, but she wants Steve's AP. And she stay up all hours watching QVC. She said she loves my songs, she bought my MP3. And so I put her number in my bold BB. I got a black BM. 
She got a white tee. She wanna see what's hiding in my CK briefs. I tell her wear suspenders and some PVC, and then I'll film it all up on my JVC. Pay attention and listen. We're trying to get to the one take. So let's try and make that happen. For FHM, she like my black LV. We spilling LPR up on my APC. I'm in my PRPS and my night SBs. Raving with SHM, London to NYC. I got my visa and my visa. Adiva and Hadila. Jam up on the guest list with the Swedish house mafia. You can find me on a table full of vodka and tequila. Surrounded by some bunnies and it ain't. I'll wake up in the morning with a market so bad means I'll with a girl that like a girl like Lindsay Low and Queen Latifah. If you think I'm falling, then boy, I must be deeper. And that's that little procedure from Miami to Ibiza. Hi, my name is Anita McKenzie from Gundi Jamar in Warrnambool. You're listening to Yarn and Health on 3KND. When I met you in the summer To my heartbeat sound We fell in love As the leaves turned brown And we could be together, baby As long as skies are blue so innocent now But you lied so soon When I met you in the summer
Edney. I'm the Aboriginal health worker here at the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service. Have you had any problems with the ears lately? If you have, come down to VARS and have a hearing screen. We encourage anyone to come in and have their ears checked regardless. Or your mob, get in here and get your ears checked. To inquire for you or your children, call 9419 3000. That's 9419 3000. Listen up now. Bowel cancer is one of the three most common cancers in our mob. But if we screen the bowel cancer, 90% of cases will be successfully treated. Bowel cancer is all our business and there's no shame. If you're 50 or older and you get a test in the mail from the National Bowel Cancer Screening Program, do it. It's easy, clean and free. Plus you can do it in your own home. If you need help, sing out to your Aboriginal health worker or your doctor. This message has been brought to you by the Cancer Council Victoria. Hello and welcome back to Yarning Health presented by Vacho on Melbourne's only Aboriginal radio station, 3KND, cool and deadly. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Remember, you can always check out our website, that is vacho.org.au, or you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And just another reminder as well out there, you mob, that it is STI testing week this week. So uh, to encourage all you mob out there in the community to spring into action for spring and get tested for sexually transmitted infections or STIs and bloodborne viruses so if you have had any sex without any condoms or if you've been using or sharing needles or anything like that uh, do get yourself in for a check um, because it is about reducing the rates of STIs uh, including gonorrhea syphilis and chlamydia and other bloodborne viruses um, that put people at risk in the community as well so make sure you are looking after yourselves out there um, and go down to bars or your local Aboriginal health service uh, or GP for that matter and just inquire about an STI test. It won't take long um, and also knowing your status always helps. Um, just helps you, uh, you know, create a better environment for everyone else, you know, so um, you know, you're loving in a safe environment, so to speak. And uh, yes, um so if you have just joined us, we've been yarning up about tackling Indigenous smoking with Kerry Hudson from Portland, uh, and you would have heard earlier uh, in the interview some of the supports and driving forces um, that she had to help her give up the smoking, um, but Kerry didn't stop there. She went on to uh, run in Australia's Outback Marathon in Uluru. Let's have a listen to her chat with Vacho's Louise Lyons. So a lot of support, a lot of help, yeah. some options for you yeah. to consider yeah. how to give up. Um, I know it's not easy, no, so you've no. just described um, some of the ways in which people can be helped. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm really keen to hear more about this marathon. So I think, was this the Australian Outback Marathon mm, that yes, you compared to? it was, yes. So tell me about that. Oh, it was just amazing. Even flying into Northern Territory, taking that photo from the airplane of that, that red dirt, I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, and then when we got to the hotel, the first photo I actually took was just having the dirt in my hands. It was just really therapeutic. I don't know. It was really, really. I had this thing come over me. I don't know. And then when we actually got to the marathon the next day, eight thirty in the morning, um, the actual marathon runners had been um, running for an hour already. We didn't start till eight thirty. That was just amazing. Amazing feeling. Here I am in active wear. You don't see me in active wear. Um, you actually really don't see me run much either. So, yeah, I did it. I started off running. 
So I ran, walked, ran, walked. By about the eight or ninth K, I actually nearly did break down and stop, but I pushed myself and pushed myself. And that's how I know I can continue with this not smoking because that feeling I had, yeah, that was really full on for me. And it was, um, it was an eye-opener to what I was doing while I was there. Yeah, all those So putting yourself through that really extreme yeah. Um, event yeah. and nearly giving up and yeah. but pushing through yeah. do you reckon that sort of helped you in how you're going to tackle yeah. the smoking now yeah, definitely. Not smoking. definitely that's mm-hmm. what I remember now when I have a doubt they, well, we've only been back for about a week and when I, when I have that doubt now it doesn't last very long it's like no hang on a minute you remember when you were doing that and yeah I just get right over it real quickly so what are your plans? Are you going to continue running? I want to go back to Uluru. I want to do the 11K again and shorten my time. So I did it in one hour and 39 minutes, I think. And here I was thinking it was going to take me three and a half hours, but it didn't. So I want to shorten that time, whether it's with DWEC or just on my own personal merit. Um, yeah, I'm interested in Three Bays Marathon, which is in October this year in Portland. So, so you'll be training for that? Hopefully, <laughs> now, I haven't. So I've got to get my head around being back. Yeah, I'm still all mode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think it's amazing uh, what you've achieved. And I think from what I've heard that um, you found that inner strength in yourself. Yeah, because it is your own journey. It's yeah, no one else's that's journey. Right. That's right. That's right. If you don't want to do it, you can't. I don't think you you can quit. You need yeah. You need to have that power inside you to quit. And to stay quit. So, yeah. Do you see yourself as a non-smoker now? I'm getting there. I, it's really bizarre because, in a way, I sort of don't see myself as a non-smoker still. Yeah. I think it's because I'm, I'm having doubts every now and then. But, like I said, they don't last long now. In the last week, it's just been a second. Um, but, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get there. I will be a non-smoker. Good on you. You are a non-smoker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we had Emma Dean from the Alfred here today. This yep. is what we're doing down here yep. um, in Portland. How did you find Emma's presentation on the use of nicotine replace, replacement therapies? Really informative. I'm actually, um, I used to work in pharmacy myself. I worked in pharmacy for five and a half years. Um, and I actually did dispense medication, so I'm a dispense technician as well. Um, so I'd actually done training like that through books and modules and what. Um, but I don't know that one-on-one thing with the pharmacist uh, speaking through especially the doubts that I heard her saying a lot of people had with uh, NRT and especially my own I actually thought that um, using the inhalers and that for me wouldn't be a, a good thing because I don't want to go back to that thing from hand to mouth but in other people's cases it might be different so there are these NRT opportunities out there for people to use if they wanted, or the other two, um, I've forgotten what they're actually called, medications that are out there covered Stop by people. Stop smoking medicines. Campix and... Um, Zyban. Zyban, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there's plenty of options there for people. Yeah. Um, if yeah. they want to stop smoking, yeah. the counselling and the quit line. That's and right. And we've got Edith Fox here now, that, yeah, the TIS yeah. worker, so yeah. she does a great job. So, yeah. yeah. 
So, Edith, and um, you were telling me before that um, since the program started here, a lot of the staff have quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all used to go out and have a cigarette at break time, and there used to be a whole horde of us. And now I don't. I only see a couple go out. So that's that's a big improvement in the last year since I've been back. Mm. Um, to see a handful of people not smoking, or even just having that thought of quitting, you know. Starting the joke, the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In their own time. And it, and it is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just lucky enough to be able to do it in the first go. But, you know, there's people I know that are, that are trying and will keep trying. So mm-hmm. we have to support them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Kerry, it's been an amazing conversation. I want thank to say you. thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate I'm it. a bit nervous, but yeah. Thank <laughs> no, you. you didn't come across nervous <laughs> at all. Um, you're a natural. And... Um, just wanted to wish you all the very best for your next marathon. Thank you. Want to hear all about it? Yeah, yeah. no worries. <laughs> and and to thank you very much for having it here with us today. Okay, thanks a lot. And that was Louise Lyons talking with community champion Kerry Hudson about her quit journey and also running in the Australian Outback Challenge in Uluru. And also the amazing work and commitment to giving up. Such a good uh, good way to showcase that. And we love showcasing people like that um, who are as inspiring as Kerry. So a big thank you to that um, because it is possible to overcome the habit Uh, and of course if you do want to give up smoking out there uh, feel free to inquire at your local Aboriginal community controlled health organisation or health service whichever you prefer Um, and yarn with the tobacco workers or the healthy lifestyle teams there um, and they'll be able to set you up in a plan that best suits your situation so uh, whether it's around nutrition or um, around just getting more physically active the tobacco and healthy lifestyle teams around the state um, are well equipped with the uh, skills and knowledge to be able to help you mob out there in the community as well. So make sure you do inquire about the uh, support that is out there. Um, But we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Yarning Health.
It's Sarah from the Bars Healthy Lifestyle team. You're listening to Yarning Health on 3KND. Give sugar the flick and drink your free water. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Looking to go to uni next year? The University of Melbourne is offering new entry guarantees for Indigenous students. So, grab your opportunity and find out if you're eligible at access.unimelb.edu.au slash Indigenous. My name's Alan Thorpe, I'm a gun man. I'm the director of Dating One Way, which is an organisation that runs Aboriginal healing and leadership programs for men. Collectively, we share our skills and knowledge and have a common interest to get better outcomes for Aboriginal men. When we're down, when we're depressed, when things aren't going well, well, the first thing we probably turn to is alcohol, and I reckon I've been in those scenarios from time to time, but the one thing when I was in those 
scenarios, I just sort of made sure, and I think we all make sure that we've got strong people around us. The idea of uh, Magical Boy was formed is to help better young Indigenous people in schools about building respect, not only amongst themselves, for themselves, but for their families and people in general. Hey there, this is Andrew Blowers, and you're listening to Yarnum Health on 3KND, Cool and Deadly. Don't be ashamed, young or old, I look after your health. Keep cool. Keep cool. Keep cool. Taking me higher than I've ever been before. I'm holding it back, just wanna start to give me more.
Yes, you're listening to Yarn and Health, proudly presented by Vacho, right here on 3KND, cool and deadly. Hope you mob have had a fantastic day. Keep it locked right here on 3KND, after news headlines, uh, which are coming up very soon. Uh, and we'll be getting into a part two of our yarns out at Portland as we turn our attention to the tackling Indigenous smoking worker, which is Edith Fox, as we introduce her uh, and have a little bit of a yarn about the great work that she's doing out at Portland at the Duard Rung Elderly and Community. Health services. That's all coming up in the second hour of Yarning House. Stick around, still more to come. Right now, here's the weekend. Recommend play my song on the radio. You too busy trying to find that blue eyes. I let my black hair grow and my song. And I sweat too much on the regular. We gon' let them hits fly, we gon' let it go. If it ain't next, so then it gotta go. I just want a new award for a kid show. Talking about a face, I'm enough a bag of I'm like, damn, I am not a teen choice Damn, I am not a bleach boy With me, make a n- stand up Got that Hannibal, silence of the Lambo Hit the cast so hard, make it rotate All my n- blew up like a propane All these R&B be so late Got a sweet Asian chick, she gon' love
my name is Colin Mitchell. I am the Aboriginal Liaison Officer for Diabetes Victoria. Did you realise type 2 diabetes is really big in the Aboriginal communities right across Australia? So make sure you live a healthy lifestyle and you're listening to Yarning Health on 3KND, cool and deadly. To the enema, nah man, no subliminal, cause they're insecure, they know who they are. Feeling awesome, let me back in the murking all competition. Everything that I do is a flex. If you don't get me, not my issue. Slow up, but no one is shogun. Got the magic in my palms, make them go dumb with them hums. The Labor Party is being accused of walking away from workers by adopting an energy policy based on renewable energy. The federal government says coal-fired power needs to remain a part of Australia's energy mix. It's understood the government is planning to water down its clean energy target to encourage greater investment in coal. Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce says the opposition's alternative policy will send the country broke. The Labor Party have walked away from their labourers. They have given up on their labourers. This is the dilemma that the Labor Party has to solve amongst themselves. Tanya Plebisek is driving the agenda for the basket weavers, and good luck to her. It's a constituency. Good luck to her. Police have identified a man they want to question over the stabbing of a security guard multiple times at a girls' school in Brisbane South. Officers say the 25-year-old was last seen at a bus stop this morning. The security guard, aged in his 50s, has undergone surgery in hospital for multiple stab wounds after he was attacked at Somerville House. 
A watch and act alert remains in place for an out-of-control bushfire in the New South Wales Hunter region. More than 690 hectares have been burned in the flames that threatened homes. It's one of 100 blazes burning across the state with weather conditions expected to worsen. Aussie actress Weber Wilson has been awarded more than $4.5 million in compensation, plus costs for being defamed by publisher Bauer Media. It's the highest defamation payout in the country's legal history. Victorian Supreme Court Justice John Dixon says a substantial amount was required to vindicate Wilson after her reputation was wrongly damaged. The damages award is comprised of $650,000 in general damages, including aggravated damages, and $3,917,472 in special damages for Ms Wilson's opportunity for new screen roles lost by reason of the defendant's publications. Wilson has previously said she'll donate the money to charity and to support young actors in the Australian film industry. Victoria's new Minister for Women and Family Violence Prevention says she hopes to continue the work of Fiona Richardson, who died last month. Natalie Hutchins has been given Ms Richardson's portfolios in a reshuffle. She says she had many discussions with Ms Richardson about the issues. One thing I've learnt from Fiona is to always stand up for what you believe in, to really live and breathe the passion for your policy and that's something that she did um, very staunchly and proudly and I could only hope to fill her shoes. To sport and the Sydney Swans aren't panicking over Lance Franklin's fitness ahead of their AFL semi-final against Geelong. The forward picked up a cork in the win over Essendon but after a couple of days off returned to the training paddock today. Australian coach Mal Meninga insists the Prime Minister's 13 match against Papua New Guinea is a genuine selection trial and Ben Daly has become the first player to leave the Western Force since its axing. He signed a two-year deal with the Melbourne Rebels. That's the latest news and sport. Hi, I'm Lisa Thorpe. Hey, my name is Shakira Montelto. G'day, my name is Kevin Clark. Hi, I'm Raylene Leshnovska. This is Sue Ellen Ty of the Milleroy Nation in New South Wales. Young Health, Young Health. Young Health on Radio 3KND. Yarn and health. Yarn and health. Yarn and health. Yarn and health. Stay cool and deadly. Be the change in your community. Be the next health worker. Be the next health promotion officer. Be the next person that makes sure that your aunt, your uncle, you know, your family members are being looked after. And, and we are the ones that are in charge of looking after the mob and after the mob. I'm Troy Jennings, and I'm the Aboriginal Hospital Liaison Officer for the West Gibson Health Group. You're listening to Yarn and Health on 3KND. Cool and deadly. Cool and deadly. Cool and deadly. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to the second hour of Yarning Health. We're off and running, and I hope you mob have got it locked right here because we've got some deadly tunes and some deadly yarns to cruise you on home. And what better way to kick off the program as we uh, flip the script and take it back to the 70s and 80s. Let's get into the emotions, followed by a little bit of Frankie Valley, and I'll be back to Yarn Health with you, mob, a little bit later.
Darabin Music Feast Songwriters Award are now seeking entries from songwriters who live, work or study in the city of Darabin. First prize package includes $2,000 cash thanks to APRA. A brand new $500 encouragement award is also up for grabs thanks to 3KND. Visit musicfeast.com.au and enter by September 20. Coming up, going 
Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Yarning Health, proudly presented by the Peak Body for the health and well-being of Aboriginal people living in Victoria, the Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation, otherwise known as VACHO. My name is Dylan Sage-Clark. Thank you for joining us on your cruise home. Now, as you may have heard earlier in the program, or if you've just tuned in today, is all about tackling Indigenous smoking. And today we've been showcasing uh, Dwad Wurrung Elderly and Community Health Services and some of the great work that they're doing out there. Um, now, earlier we shared a chat with Kerry Hudson, a community champion, and the great work that she's put into giving up uh, smoking. But she also mentioned throughout her interview that Edith Fox, the tackling Indigenous smoking worker, played a pivotal role in supporting Kerry through her journey. Louise Lyons caught up with Edith Fox to yarn about the work that she does and also to introduce herself to the mob. We're sitting here today at the Duarborong Elderly and Community Health Service in Portland and talking to Edith Fox. Um, Edith, you're the TIS coordinator, so that's the Tackling Indigenous Smoking Coordinator down here. Um, can you have a bit of a yarn about how that program's been going and what you've been doing to reduce smoking rates in the community? So um, I came new into this job um, and I've really, really enjoyed um, working with the Indigenous community, tackling um, Indigenous smoking. Um, using different incentives and programs, we've been able to build up um, quite a good clientele for the Dewerberung Health Service um, and progressively help um, our community decrease in its smoking rates. So when you came into the job, you came into DWECH, so Dewerberung, how many staff do you think smoked when you first started? I think there was probably about 15 staff that were smoking um, and we're currently down to seven that are still actively smoking. But in saying that, um, are active, there's probably two or three out of those seven that are actively um, on the quit journey as well. So we've gone from a high rate of staff or smokers to quite a low percentage which is fantastic so instead of a whole big mob going out the back for a cigarette back breaks we've got you know one or two um going out so really really happy with that so from what you just said um more than 50 percent of the smokers uh, within the staff have quit that's correct yeah and others are on their journey yeah they're on their journey and if they haven't started the quit journey it has been brought up um, in conversation with those staff members. They know what um, my job role is here um, and they know at any time if they want to look further into the QUIP program, they can do so at any time. So there is that conversation that is happening within the organisation, which is great. So it's saying that they are thinking about, um, you know, possibly quitting within, you know, a certain amount of time. But when, when they're ready. Yep. It's very personal for everyone too. It just depends on where they're at in their own thinking. Yeah. It's complex, isn't it? Smoking, yeah. it's not an easy thing. Yeah, that's right. And you don't know what um, outside of work life, um, what their family life is like or other stresses that um, could be 
related to them smoking. So we also offer um, counselling sessions for them um, to help them with their triggers or stresses um, that might contribute to them um, smoking. Yeah. And you've done a heck of a lot of work with the community. Yeah. Um, Tell us a bit about some of the health promotion work you have been doing, what the impact has been on the community. I'm thinking um, specifically about the big billboard that you had out the front of town. So that's a real interesting one because I said to um, the managers here, I wanted to think outside the box. I wanted to do something different, but I wanted to do something that was um, high-impacting for everybody. It was in your face. It was a clear-cut message. And that's where my brain started ticking over trying to think of something that I could use. And coming into town one day... I saw this big billboard and went, why can't we put a message on that? Or how can we put a message on that? So that's where I got the idea to put across the message of passive smoke and how it is affecting other people's health. Um, So the billboard was born and it was an exciting journey to take the community on and partner up with other organisations within Portland um, to create something that everyone was proud of and really appreciated being a part of the whole um, process of developing the billboard. And since then, we've had people approach us to quit. So, um, and we've had feedback from community, um, not just Indigenous, but local um Portland community as well, outsiders of Portland coming into town saying they love the billboard and what the message was that they got out of it as well was about passive smoking. So we did really well with our um, focus on that. Yeah, and what I liked about that project, Edith, is that um, it wasn't just about the Aboriginal community. It had such broader application. It really resonated with... Um, the broader Portland community. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was a great partnership. You had um, other mainstream organisations come on board. Yeah. And it just shows the strengths of what a community can do to address smoking, um, yeah. both within the Aboriginal community members and but more broadly as well. So yeah. congratulations. Thank you. And I'm proud of that. I think you should be very yeah. proud of it. <laughs> and you also did a bit of an evaluation on it. So just tell me a little bit about what you did there. So um, after the billboard was up uh, for a certain amount of time, we did a survey throughout community with 50 uh, community members roughly um, doing a survey monkey that I just did up, you know, 10 random questions about whether they've seen the billboard, what was the billboard about, their thoughts about the project, what future projects would they like to see within the community. Um, and to get 50 community members excited about the project and, you know, doing the survey was just fantastic. So the feedback came back really positively um, and the community is quite excited about any future you know, projects that we're going to be doing with the TIS program. And that was tackling Indigenous smoking worker Edith Fox chatting with Vachos, Louise Lyons about the tobacco program and new opportunities for new approaches as well. And we'll be back with more from our yarn with Edith after this short break. You're listening to Yarn and Health.
that we know and understand the effects of tobacco, not only for the person who's smoking, but also for everybody else in that environment of the smoker. And that's what we call secondhand smoke. I thought, okay, well, I can't afford to smoke. I'm working two jobs. I'm looking after my son by myself. I give up smoking and I took up walking. So my diet never changed in the beginning that much. It was about staying off the smokes. Bit by bit, I walked a bit further. I stayed off the smokes and that time I went cold turkey. That's it, I can do this, I'm going to be strong. I give up the smokes, quit them, and I lost 60 kilos in the process. So I chose life. I chose a life for my son where I could go to school now and I hang out with his friends and run classes with them. I teach people about healthy eating. I'm from MDAS and you're listening to Yarning Health on 3KND Cool and Deadly.
Hey, you mob, welcome back. You're listening to Yarny Health, presented by Vacho on Melbourne's only Aboriginal community radio station, 3KND Cool and Deadly. You want to find out a little bit more information about Vacho and what we do, you can check out our website, vacho.org, or you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And just on that as well, keep an eye out on the Facebook fa- page or the website because there is a great little write-up that uh, Vacho have done about STI testing week as well. So make sure you do check that out. And we'd just like to encourage more uh, community members out there to spring into action this spring and get yourself tested for sexually transmitted infections and bloodborne viruses. So especially if you've uh, had sex without a condom over the past, uh, maybe past couple of months, you don't know, uh, you maybe just be on the safe side and go in and to your local health service or your GP and just inquire about an STI test um, because this week is all about STI testing week. So um, just announced by the government as well. So the Victorian government will roll out $1 million um, to mark the start of Victoria's first ever STI testing week, which is actually um, just started this Monday. So <laughs> uh, encouraging all you mob out there in the community to make sure that you do look after yourselves as well. So, uh, yes... Welcome back. You're listening to Yarning Health. Um, if you have just joined us, we've been yarning about tackling Indigenous smoking and showcasing the great work that's happening in Portland at the Dwadwurrung Elderly and Community Health Services, which is also known as Dwetches uh, for those people that live in the acronym world. Um, but yes, they do some amazing work down there. Uh, now, Edith Fox is the tobacco tackling Indigenous smoking worker sorry, uh, in Portland, and she's done some ma- amazing work in reducing smoking in the community, and it's actually been reflected in their statistics um, at a VATRO level and a state level as well. So really great to see. Um, now, Edith spoke with Louise Lyons from VATRO and gave insight on how she supported her community to reduce the smoking rates. Edith, I know that you are um, amazing at tracking your progress and smoking rates. You use your data here at the service, which is so important in understanding whether or not you're effective. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you do to ensure that you've captured all of the information that you need uh, from your community about their smoking and... Um, yeah, so again, using um, our surveys with community, having those conversations with community as they come in and making sure that I record all the data um, through our communicate uh, program or through the Survey Monkey. Um, that that survey gives us our, our graphs and our data that, you know, it gives us... Um, what we're looking for. Well, at least you can track then how you, you know, would you making any progress on reducing smoking rates? And I think yeah. your data is starting to show that you are reducing smoking rates here in the Aboriginal community. Yeah, and that's correct. And looking at the data that we put in um, for our smoking rates from January 2017, just before the billboard um, went up, to... Um, March, where the billboard had been up for a couple of months to the end of June where the billboard actually got pulled down, just seeing the increase and decrease um, of the smoking rates was fabulous just to see it in data form, in graph form, um, and it shows on paper that it's um, being effective in um, the message that we're trying to get across to yeah. community. So, And that supports the comments from community members as well. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. 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 So I'm really excited about this next project that you, mm. you did. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about um, 
what happened with the Australian Outback Marathon at Uluru and how you prepared community for that and what you did to, to bring those people on that journey with you. So the Uluru Challenge, again, that was the outside-the-box um, incentive for me to bring to the program to give back a huge incentive to people to, to just give them that extra push if they were thinking about quitting to join our program and they would get an opportunity of a lifetime. So we had advertised on Facebook what we were doing. We had a, a strict criteria of requirements that each um, participant needed to um, abide by um, to achieve getting to Uluru, which was quitting. Um, so we had... Seven community members sign up to the program. Um, I did things like random smokalyzer tests. Um, they had to have, you know, six counselling sessions, uh, five one-on-one sessions with me within a four-month period and be totally smoke, you know, smoke-free, be quit um, before they were able to go to Uluru. So out of those seven, we got two. Um, so, look, I was so happy with those two people quitting because they had been thinking about quitting for a long time but never never really got there. But the chance to go to Uluru and compete in this Outback Marathon where there was 29 different countries, there were 670 people, they were just over the moon and they were ecstatic and it was really, really rewarding for not just them but for myself taking them through the journey and it was a very quick journey. It was three and a half to four months of them quitting and then going to Uluru to do... And getting fit enough yeah. to do the running yeah. or walking. That's amazing. Yeah. So to commit to the training as well twice a week to the lead up to Uluru, I mean, they look at themselves now and go, wow, we did this. And I'm just so happy that they feel that in themselves and that they can do anything. They can. They put their mind to it, they can do it. So So we had a conversation with Kerry a bit earlier and she said that she hit the wall about the 8 or 9K mark and pushed through and and through that understanding of herself and her own resilience and strength has felt that she can stay as a non-smoker now even when she gets those cravings. Yeah. Um, so do you see that these sorts of incentives do more than just provide a, a trip and a run for someone, but really build within them that resilience and that strength that they need to stay a non-smoker? That, that's right. And seeing them accomplish something and them have that affirmation in themselves that, hey, I can do what I set out to do. If I've got a goal, I can actually do this. Um, so self self confidence and you know for them being a smoker it's not something that they would have you know said oh in three months time I'm going to go and compete in a you know in a marathon event um, so the accomplishment is just yeah it's just fabulous so what's the future what do you want to do over the next twelve months with this program and where do you want to take it. I'm really excited about it. I I love this job. <laughs> I really enjoy my job because of the rewards you get out of it and helping community with um, something that is impacting their lives. I have 
got lots of things running around in my brain of what I'd love to do. Um, so the next one would be coming off the back of the Our Lungs campaign and um, hopefully doing a TV commercial for more awareness um, for people around Australia, around the world, um, about passive and third-hand smoke. So that's my main driver for, for this um, next 12 months is to really work on something with community um, as well. So. Well, that sounds exciting. Um, on a personal note, I think you're an amazing person, Edith. <laughs> Thank you. I wish there were a lot more people like you in our services because you are committed to the job 120% and your love for community just comes through yeah. and the need to, to support them and, and um, I think it's amazing. Yeah. So thank you. No worries. You're a great um, ambassador for the Tackling Indigenous Smoking yeah. program and can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you very much. Can I just say, I suppose because I connect really well with the Indigenous community here, it's because my Indigenous community back in Fiji have the same health struggles as well with diabetes, with their asthma and with smoking too. So I feel I'm over here in Australia and I'm helping the Indigenous community of Australia. So that's why I'm so passionate about it because my people are suffering the same. So like giving back in the Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Edith. No it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for hosting our visit here today too. Thank you. And that was Edith Fox yarning with Vacho's Louise Lyons about the great work that she does at the Dwight Wurrung uh, Elderly and Community Health Services down there in Portland. And inspiring stuff is happening. And a big thank you to Edith and Kerry for sharing those stories. And also a big thank you to uh, Louise Lyons for capturing those interviews and filing for them uh, for you, Mob, as well. So um, we'll be right back after this short break to say our goodbyes and wrap up the show. You're listening to Yarn and Health. Yeah. 
this box in the mail the other week. Thought it was a prezi. It wasn't. It was a test to detect my risk of bowel cancer. I took a look and there's no shame. It's clean. You can do it in your own home and it's free. I feel deadly, but it turns out that bowel cancer can develop without symptoms. But 90% of cases can be successfully treated if found early. Most people are sweet, but if you're not, chances are you can do something about it. If you're an Aboriginal man or woman, aged 50 to 74, when you get the bowel screening test in the mail, do it. If you need help, sing out to your local Aboriginal health worker or see your doctor. This message has been brought to you by Cancer Council Victoria. I'm Haranthi Pereira, manager of Pap's Grand Victoria, and you're listening to Yarning Health through Vacho on 3K and D, Paul and Denny. The rest of me got the best of me. It's not a tragedy. Oh, you can't stretch it out the picture. It's not a tragedy. Oh, you can't stretch it out the picture. It's not a tragedy. 
Yes, well, that's about it for Yarning Health this week, you mob. A big thank you to all of our guests on the program. Also, a big shout-out to the mob down in Portland for the great work that they're doing out at the Dewad Rung Elderly and Community Health Services. A big thank you for letting us share uh, your stories. Um, and coming up over the next few weeks, you can expect to hear the eyes and ears. So we're going to be looking at uh, those two connected parts of our body, uh, but talking about them in different areas, such as the dialogue in the dark, which you may have heard over the past couple of weeks and also the Healthy Ears Clinic that the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service uh, has been running um, and they've been doing a great job down there for the young fellas. Uh, so make sure you do inquire, make sure you get your ears screened because our ears and eyes, for that matter, are very important to us. Uh, we need them for our everyday functions. Um, uh, the Junior Football and Netball Carnival as well is coming up in Horsham. Uh, so I'll be trying to get onto the mob up there on Wajabali Country to try and um, hustle up some interviews to see if we can try and showcase some of the young football stars that are coming up uh, from the communities all around the state um, and much more. So feel free to stay tuned uh, and keep listening every week right here on 3KND. But a big thank you to you, the listener, more specifically for tuning in. Stick around for Uncle Den the Fish after 6pm. I'll be back in the chair next week to yarn up with you mob and keep you some company uh, from 4pm next week my name's Dylan Sage Clark, stay strong, stay proud and as always, keep yarning health you mob, knocking years later